This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen, the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome all of you that are watching or listening to this warning program around the world. This is a live audience. We do have a child in our chapel here today. And I'm going to be speaking on the title, The Fight for the Protection of Family. The Fight for the Protection of Family. Once again, this is a live audience. It's a service we hold weekly for our staff. The Fight for the Protection of Family. Some people might want to call it the battle for family. Is your family worth fighting for? In America, it's always been known as the family goes, so goes the nation. In the past, we've built strong families. We've protected the family, the husband, wife, nucleus. We rejected anything that would come against that. Around the world, in some countries, it's not the same. And those are countries that are suffering, that have fallen apart. Rome, when they allowed the family to be destroyed, they were destroyed. Today, March 25, 2023, same-sex marriage is allowed in 15 states, and President Biden is pushing to federalize it and make it legal in all 50 states. It seems our nation is adrift morally because we've cut the chain connected to the anchor of righteousness, holiness, being set apart in the Bible. Many Christians, you can't see any difference between the pagan. There is no difference. They have their values, their morality, their beliefs, everything. If we continue in this moral drift, we will surely shipwreck our civilization as a nation. History has gone down the same path. Paul taught much about family comprised of a union between one man and one woman. Again, God made Adam and Eve. I didn't see he make Adam, Eve, and Mike, and Michelle. Adam and Eve. Not a horse and donkey or a pony show. One man and one woman who would bring children into the world according to God's order in creation. Ephesians 5.31 For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife. The two shall become one flesh, a unit. More than just physically, but emotionally, hopefully spiritually, if they did not marry wrong. We are exhorted how to marry. 
not to marry outside of a spiritual walk with Christ because you're going two different directions in life. Some people say, well, I'll change them. That hardly ever works. They end up changing you or you suffer for marrying that person. It seems the enemy has been very successful at gaining a foothold among mankind, using one very clear tactic, eliminate fathers. Many of the mental, physical, and social problems that plague us today are directly related to fatherlessness. According to the studies by both medical doctors and psychologists, the absence of godly male role models in the home has led to all sorts of violent crime, drug abuse, teenage pregnancy, psychological disorders. Prisons are full of men and women who are bitter toward their fathers they never knew. Or their father who molested and abused them. The battle for family cannot be won without fathers being restored to their place in the family. Not an absentee father. Not a father that acts like a stud horse. And he's out for any woman that's available. I'm talking about a godly father dedicated, committed, with a covenant to that woman in his family. We're made in the image of God. We're not a lion that will mate with any female lioness that comes his way. Prisons are full of men and women, again, who are bitter toward their fathers. The father is important for the development of that child or children. And again, without fathers being restored to their place in the family, America not be whole or one nation under God. God spoke to this need for restoration to both the natural and spiritual families of the earth through prophet Malachi. Malachi 4, 5 through 6. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Those that reject their fathers are cursed. Especially if you have a righteous father. And so you turn to some pseudo man that abuses you, misuses you. Leadership is critical in the home for protection, for survival. Or we're thrown out to the raging wolves that exploit. No covenant do they want to make. They live off their lust. If we're going to win the battle for family and see healthy, productive children raised up to lead society in the future, men must once again take the place that God has given them to lead their families. According to the teaching of Paul the Apostle, there are several concise instructions given to men as husbands and fathers that when applied will bring a great renewal to the biblical idea of family. Point number one, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. Ephesians 5.25 It is interesting that wives don't have to be told to love their husbands. Although some, I think, do. But we're talking about the majority. I believe it is the husband's responsibility to lead by example. God is putting extra emphasis on the husband. 
Be a part of that family. Lead that family. Raise that family. As you protect that family, it's automatic the wife will love you. Some believe it is because God gives a man special favor in the eyes of his wife and she loves him from a gift of love. Proverbs 18.22 He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains a favor from the Lord. I have observed that when women will continue to love their man, when men consistently don't reciprocate that love, this could be the favor of the Lord placed in their heart for that man. I've seen it constantly as a pastor counseling over the years since 1985, prior to that for 10 years in law enforcement, domestic violence. Women sometimes will consistently stay with that man that doesn't deserve it, doesn't treat her properly, abuses her, sometimes beats her up, calls her names, and she still stays with that man. She has a future. She should get out. The devil will beat you up, destroy you, if you stay with him. All women are made in the image of God. They deserve to be honored and respected, cherished, not abused mentally, emotionally, physically. But most men don't seem to have that gift to love their wives. They must be told to do it and many of them even how to do it. I've counseled so many men in marriages, and their wife says, he never tells me he loves me. Now, personally, I can't see that because I'm very much involved in telling my wife and children every day I love them. Every day I would kiss them. But I believe it's because of my strong relationship with God that I can love them properly as God would. If I didn't have that strong relationship, then I would probably be a lot more selfish and just floating around. Because most men, very frankly, commit adultery as much as they can get away with it. Ephesians 5.25 Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. As Christ, well, how did Christ love? He died for the church for you and me. That's how much he loved us. A good father, husband, will die for his family. I would die for my wife and my children. I am there when they need me. Is it possible that God uses wives as a tool to teach husbands how to love as Christ loves? Men have to learn to love much of the time, while women seem to do it more instinctively. Again, this is not all the time. You can have a selfish woman. In other words, more of the flesh, the carnality that has to die before she can be that godly woman that just automatically loves and doesn't nag you. If men learn to love their wives in this way, more women would believe in the biblical model of marriage and want to find that godly man to love them. A father needs to do his very best to help choose that man if a daughter is wise enough to listen. They know how men think. They're a man. Men are logical. Women are emotional. You can have a liar sweet talk and the girl do anything for him. 
Are we together? I'm seeing every woman shake her head, yeah. Women are emotional. I have seen it time and time and time and time again women get deceived. Just some guy with a sweet-talking, you know, lips of a viper and boom. The woman's doing anything he wants. Again, Ephesians 5.25, Husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Number two, dwell with your wives according to knowledge, 1 Peter 3.7. The Apostle Peter gave us further insight into successful family life and relationship between husband and wives. Peter's revelation corresponds to Paul's when it comes to how to love your wife. So let's look at it. 1 Peter 3, 7. Husbands, likewise, dwell with them according to the understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. Okay, we've talked about in the past why your prayers hindered or delayed. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. People need to examine themselves why their prayers are delayed. There's reasons. God doesn't just say it. There's reasons. Now, the question is, do we want to hear the reasons? And then if we hear the reasons, do we want to obey the reasons? Or do we want to make excuses why we're going to do it our way? Doing things your way will never see the manifestation of a life of miracles because you've hindered it. You're going to do it on your way and your time. You say, well, I don't believe it. Well, let, then let me see the life of miracles you're leading. Come on, let me see it. How your way does it. No, it's God's way. It's always been God's way. Whenever God has told Moses or Joshua or anyone else what to do, what time to do it, it's always been God's way if they want to see the miracle. It's like Adam sacrificing. It was God's way. Kill. Shed blood. Not vegetables like Cain. Vegetables are nice, but vegetables don't give you eternal life. It's the blood. Life is in the blood. You do it God's way, representing Jesus Christ who died and gave his blood. People say, oh, I feel sorry for old Cain. I don't feel sorry for him. He was a rebel. Cain was a rebel. He wanted his way and was going to tell God, this is how I'm going to sacrifice. God said, I don't care how you're going to sacrifice Cain. And he rejected him and put a mark on him, and he wandered the rest of his life in shame as a vagabond. If men learned to love their wives in this way, more women would believe in the biblical model and want to find a godly man who loved his wife as God loves his bride and gave himself for her. He died for his bride. He didn't demand his way, his selfishness, Again, 1 Peter 3, 7. Husbands, love your wives according to the understanding, giving honor to them as to the weaker vessel and being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered. In other words, so your prayers are answered. Some men aren't getting their prayers answered because they're very selfish men. It's the bottom line. They're a selfish husband. Then you counsel them and you, and you tell them as nicely as you can, you know, you're sort of selfish. Now they're mad. 
Still their prayers aren't answered, but they go away in a huff and a puff, go to another church that doesn't confront their sin, and never get their prayers answered. Because they want to hear what they want to hear, and that's what they want to hear. Can we hear the truth and change our life? Or is our opinion so damned that it's our way or no way? And that's what it is, damned. If we don't accept God's opinion and God's ways, it doesn't work. The weaker vessel, let's look at that. Is it really weaker? Is that what God is saying? It is the responsibility of husbands to understand their wives so they might honor them. Many have taken this scripture to mean that all women are inferior to men. Since Peter says they are weaker, I believe, however, that Peter is talking about limits. Limits. Now, obviously, biologically, yeah, we're made differently. Men have more muscle. That's the way it is. Some people want to, again, take that out of context and give them jobs that they should not be held in or lower the standards so they can get the job which makes then the whole police department inferior or the fire department if you have to lower the standards. They don't have the muscle mass that a man does. And if they can't pass without lowering the standards, you put other people in jeopardy. We shouldn't lower the standards. It's just like you can't change the standards for me to breastfeed a baby. I can't breastfeed a baby. I'm a man. I have limits. So I believe that Peter is talking about limits that husbands should understand their wives. They have limits on them. We have limits as men. And not drive them past the limits of their mental and emotional health. This happens when wives continue to love their husbands who are not loving them as Christ loved the church and they're not being nourished and cherished. When wives continue to love their husbands who are not loving them as Christ loved the church, they're not being nourished and cherished. They're being made to feel as though they are just a commodity in the man's life to be used whenever he desires. They begin that they are just there to fulfill certain biological and household needs without honor without honor there's got to be honor there's got to be respect there's got to be a covenant where you take care of their needs where you pay their bills where you do what you're supposed to do where you take out the garbage so to speak if you can't meet your responsibilities as a husband then you're only treating your wife as a prostitute I can guarantee you my wife wouldn't put up with it yeah, I know her very well. She better be honored. Amen? I'm looking at other wives. She better be honored. Or you can tell your husband, hit the road, Jack, and don't come back. No more, no more, no more, no more. So to speak. Until you repent. Are we together? Until you repent. Until you repent. Yeah. There's times when I'm all for legal separation if you're married to a beast that does nothing but sexually, emotionally, physically abuse you. I have observed during counseling as a pastor that many women have become depleted mentally and emotionally after years of giving and not receiving. Let's use the illustration of a bank. 
If you keep making withdrawals without making deposits, you will soon be bankrupt. Many women have left their husbands or given in to some sin or addiction because they have given much more than they've received in the relationship. And they simply can't go on for their own sanity. Husbands that love their wives as Christ loved the church will seek to understand their wives and meet their needs. They will become proactive by making deposits of tenderness, affirmation, and security so their wives may never feel used. The church is to be glorious due to how Christ loved and cared for her, and the wives of Christian men should be as well. They should be as well. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. You need to really honor, respect, adore your wife. Point number three. Bring up your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. This is a job specifically assigned to husbands according to this verse in Ephesians 6.4. And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. How do we provoke our children to wrath? Possibly by giving them rules without relationship. Someone said, rules without relationship breeds rebellion. Unfortunately, many fathers didn't learn good parenting skills from their father, so they passed down to their sons some of the negative traits that caused harm to the family. When you hear a father say, because I told you, well, you better have a relationship, and why don't you tell him why? You're not just some robot or King Kong. In our home, love was earned through obedience and was never un unconditional. Without holding love and approval was often a tool to control and coerce for the desired behavior. Now, that's in many homes. Not in my home, but in many homes. Although the kids may have cranked out the right behavior in their hearts, their hearts was growing a deep anger and resentment toward their father. When fathers demand obedience instead of winning the obedience from their children, the kids grow up without being valued as a human being and develop many insecurities and fears. They provoke their children to wrath. You win obedience by showing them love and relationship with them. Paul also told the fathers to be involved in child training of spiritual things. Nurture and admonition of the Lord refers to teaching them how to live according to God's principles and have an intimate relationship with the Heavenly Father. Many fathers have delegated this responsibility to mothers. Consequently, many young men view Christianity as a woman's or women's religion. And they find it hard to believe they can live for God as a man in this world. Many churches, all you see is women involved in most of the positions of responsibility. There's no substitute for what the fathers bring to the well-being of their families. If we are going to win the battle for the family, men have to assume their roles as husbands and fathers. There is no other way. Psalm 127, 3-5 Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is a man who has a quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. 
A wise Christian father knows that he must prepare his children with a warrior's heart as well. For one day they will have to face the enemies of Christ in this world. Proverbs 22.6, train up the child in the way he should go, and when he is old he will not depart. This is a warning. They do have free will. Teach them to desire God by training and counseling by example. They do have trained a free will, even though you train them properly, they could disobey. Proverbs 22.15, folly is bound in the heart of a child. Children don't tend to make wise choices if fathers don't train them. They will go their own way. Folly is bound in the heart of a child. We must train them. We must raise them. We must love them. We must have relationship with them. We must guide them. And we must lead them by our example. Again, the message today was the fight for the protection of the family. Fight for the protection of family. You're battling for your family. We need to do it with all the seriousness as our faith because we're fighting for our faith. And we're doing it through our family. May God richly bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.